Oregon's public defense system relies on court experts to weigh in on certain cases, people like private investigators and forensic accountants. But a group of local private investigators are saying that they've been chronically underpaid, and they're not taking on certain cases until they get a raise. Today on CityCast Portland, we're talking with Don Krantz Watts. She's a private investigator based in the Portland area, and she'll tell us why she's drawing a line in the sand and what it means for our legal system. It's Wednesday, September 6th. I'm John Natariani in for Claudia Meza, and this is what Portland's talking about. So you're a private investigator, um, which I've got to say, sounds like a pretty cool job. <laughs> what, what is it that you do in that role? I think it is a really cool job, and so do my fellow investigators. Mm-hmm. Um, we do criminal defense work, as you know. So for us, uh, we're working on the side of the person that has got themselves into a bit of a jam. Uh, we do fact investigation. We go out and talk to people, knock on doors, yeah. um, you know, find reports, things that will help prove their innocence. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, there's a lot of like snooping around, researching folks. Oh my gosh. So it is, do you have a trench coat? Is it, is it like in the movies? <laughs> I had a trench coat once, but they just don't work in Oregon, you know? Oh yeah, yeah I guess you're right. <laughs> but yeah, so you're getting out there and sort of finding the details yes. that are necessary to sort of make these cases. And, and tell me a little bit more about how that fits into the legal system more broadly. How does the work that you do end up in court cases? Oh, it's so significant in court cases because attorneys really can't be out investigating their cases. Uh, Mm. I mean, they are going to be going to trial on the case or coming up with a plea bargain or some sort of settlement. So what we do is we go out and verify alibis or review police evidence. Like sometimes, you know, they have cameras out there. Believe it or not, they now do Um, drones overhead following folks. So we go out and find out if those are accurate or if there's more information to be found. Um, I have a case right now where I have probably 15 witnesses to go talk to to verify if the client's story is true, which in this instance, the client's story is true. So that's Mm -hmm. so important because if we don't do our work this person could go to jail. Yeah. And I think something that's important to understand that I've just been wrapping my head around, and I'm sure that most people don't know about it all, is how Oregon's Office of Public Defense Services is sort of plugged into all of this, right? Because yes. they determine how much you get paid, right? How does that work? They do determine how much we get paid. Um, I'm not sure going back in time how that works. I know mm-hmm. that the director right now, um, Jesse Canfee, She uh, inherited the system that we have right now. She's not the architect of that. I think she's doing the best that she can with the pot of money she has been given. But we basically fall to the bottom of the scale when they're looking to pay people. The Mm -hmm. contract investigators, attorneys, and interpreters, it feels like we're always last on the list. Yeah. I mean, and the reason that we're having you on today, Don, is that as of... This past Friday, uh, you and a group of other private investigators have said you're not going to be taking on cases from the state for less than $75 an hour. That's correct. Um, Can you tell me about 
how that came to be. Why, why is this a line that you feel like you need to be drawing right now? For me, it is important, and for all the investigators that do public defense work, because it's simply $40 an hour is not a living wage. When we compare our wages to what, for example, the Department of Justice is paying their investigators or prosecutors are paying their investigators, we are woefully behind in how that has risen over the years. In 1985, we made $25 an hour. Well, if you adjust that for inflation, at minimum, we should be making $75 an hour. And and I guess it's the sort of thing where like, it's not like you can clock in 40 hours a week, show up and do your investigation from nine to five and, and then tune out. I'm guessing that the work sort of comes when the work comes, right? Well, it looks like $40 an hour is great on paper. But what people don't understand is if we work a 12 or a 14 hour day because we're in trial and then we have to go do follow up things at the end of that day, we're not making overtime. Yeah. That we're simply getting that. We also don't get paid for every minute we work on a case because it has to be billable time. So it, our administrative time, we don't get paid for that. We don't get paid for incorporating our billing into the OPDS system. Those are not things that we get paid for. We don't get paid for vacation or sick time. There's a lot of things that people don't realize we have to cover with that $40 an hour. Yeah. I mean, and this does sound like it's parallel to, but kind of fits in with a crisis of public defenders across the state anyways, yes. um, which is is basically, you know, to make a very complex issue as simple as possible. <laughs> I would say it's like, this is really hard work. It doesn't pay great. And there's not enough lawyers out there to defend people. Like, does that feel like that that hits it? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's a big part of it. And, you know, there are costs. For example, when we have to have a database search or, you know, to belong to uh, the state website where we go and look at someone's criminal history, those things all cost us money. Mm -hmm gas costs money, driving around following someone costs money. There's a lot of expenses that go into our profession. And so really, when you take all of that out, we're barely making $20 an hour. So like, help me understand what it is that you are asking for right now. Because like you and this group of private investigators, you're not saying that you're not going to work. You're just sort of drawing a line in the sand at $75 an hour. And why is it 75? Like, how did you get to that number? Well, there's a lot of variables that came into how we picked that number. I think the first one is when we looked back at the $25 and we calculated what the minimum amount should be, $75 mm -hmm. was what we chose. We also looked at what we make for federal defense work. And in that instance, we went from $75 an hour with them to $90 an hour in March, which is a fair wage. We also looked at the cost of doing business for ourselves and our health care, and we pay our own Social Security. There's just a lot of things that went into that. So we also know the system, it's public defense work. Uh, we're not expecting to become wealthy off of it. We, we are just expecting to get a reasonable, livable wage. And, and how big of a group is this? I'm guessing this isn't every private investigator in the state of Oregon has signed on to this? Like, how many people are we talking about? No, not every investigator in the state of Oregon has signed on to this, but every investigator mm -hmm. will benefit from what we're doing. 
Mm-hmm. So right now I um, am working with about 40 to 45 other investigators talking about how we can get our message across to OPDS and the state and help them to understand why this is so important to us. So do you have like private investigator get togethers where you like tell your like hard boiled stories of investigating? I just I just want to keep going with these private investigator cliches because it's so much fun to me. Like, do you guys just all talk in like low tones about the the wild things that you've done? We do talk about the wild things that we've done (laughs) without naming names, because, of course, that would not be um, okay for us to do. But we recently had a social event within our group. I was not able to attend but it was called Pedalpalooza. And there was several investigators that organized and went on a bike ride together. But you did a private investigator Pedalpalooza? Yeah. And I guess they had the best time and I sort of have FOMO. I wish I had gone, but I had to work. And we that's the thing. We don't always know. what We might come home and half hour later find out there's an urgent matter on a case and we got to race out the door. So our families are impacted. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I want to hear more about what all of this could mean for Portland, but first, let's take a quick break. I I do want to get back to what we were talking about before. I mean, because, again, this decision that you're making has big implications. And I'm wondering if you and your fellow investigators aren't taking on some cases like, what happens? How, how does this sort of ricochet through the legal system? Well, I personally am not going to take any cases for less than $75 an hour. And mm-hmm. I have several other investigators that I know are committed to this cause in the same way that I am. So we are a united front, many of us. It will impact the defense attorneys that are working on these cases but let me be clear, we are not quitting the cases that we already have. We we certainly have cases that are sitting there for $40 an hour. We would never abandon our clients or the attorneys we work with. But going forward, mm-hmm. we will not work for less than $75 an hour. And I, I completely understand that. But I'm I'm also just sort of trying to wrap my head around, like, what happens in the legal system if you know, for whatever reason, because you're not taking on cases or there just aren't enough of you. Like what happens in a case if a private investigator isn't there? The case doesn't get investigated or the attorney has to investigate himself. And in that instance, the client is not getting fair representation. That attorney has a set job they do and they're very good at it. But as you know, they have a lot of cases. And so that hole will be tremendous. For every one investigator that stops taking cases at $75 an hour, six attorneys are affected. You're, ta- you're working with multiple uh, defense attorneys simultaneously. That's why. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And I already have a hard time finding investigators at this point as it is. So this is mm-hmm. not fair to us. It's not fair to those attorneys. And it's really not fair to the client that might be sitting in jail or waiting for this process because they're innocent until proven guilty. Mm -hmm. That's their constitutional right to have a public defense that is fair and well done. And it cannot be well done without a private investigator. Yeah. I mean, that's the part that just feels so heavy to me is that ultimately the people who 
lose out in this entire system that the state is in charge of administering are the defendants, are the people who are still innocent until proven guilty, but are not getting the representation that they need. And, you know, I mean, as of last week, there was this stat that like 2,700 defendants in Oregon lacked a court-appointed lawyer, uh, including 139 who are in jail. Um, and these are people who have a right to legal protection, but absolutely. And and like and like similarly, it sounds like with what you do and like the rates that you're paid, you're saying that you don't feel like you can adequately do your job for what the state is paying. No. Um, but but there are people who are you know depending on your work to have a fair trial to determine whether they like need to be incarcerated or not. Oh, yes. Uh, Investigation is a critical part of the process. I mean, there's not enough investigators as it is to assist these attorneys, and there's not enough attorneys. The federal defense system, they're not having as big of an issue in any of these categories. And And why is that? Because they recognize the value that we add to the cases. They recognize the importance of the public defense system, and they Mm -hmm. regularly adjust our wages for inflation or whatever the reasons are behind that. They regularly take care of us. Well, um, we did reach out to the Public Defense Service Commission to sort of see what they had to say, uh, and we got this uh, statement back. Quote, The decision on increasing hourly rates for our investigators has been postponed until the September 21st commission meeting. Current rates, which are $40 an hour, $45 an hour for capital cases, and the enhanced $75 an hour for unrepresented cases, remain in effect until September 30th. What do you think when you hear that? I think it's great that they're going to look at this again. My concern is... If they didn't have the money in the first place, where are they going to get the money in a month? So how do you think this gets resolved? Well, politics is not something I have any idea about, really, because if you look around, it doesn't seem like anything gets resolved. Mm. I do know this is important in our state. It is important to our state legislator. It is important to OPDS. And it's especially important to the public defense attorneys. They need to come up with some sort of solution. And I think they need to dig into that budget and look at places where money is wasted and allocate it over to the side where the people that are doing the contract work are getting a living wage. Well, Don, thank you so much for filling us in and coming on and and letting us know what you and your other private investigators are going through. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's all for us today here on CityCast Portland. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend about it or leave us a rating or a review? I'm John Natariani, in for Claudia Meza. We'll be back tomorrow morning with a lot more from around the city. Until then, see you at Slim's.